This, this, this is Fight Disciples. Welcome to podcast episode number 233. This is the Fight Disciples, and this one's dedicated to the world of boxing. Uh, if this is the first time you've ever come across us, you can get our stuff on iTunes. Just search Fight Disciples. We are the two-time uh, award-winning uh, Fight Disciples podcast, where we picked up Best Sports Podcast at the British Podcast Awards on two consecutive years. Uh, you can get Android feeds on our website, fightdisciples.com. And we're on uh, social media as well, at Fight Disciples, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, and I'm fresh back from the airport this morning, doing a little bit of taxi driving, picking up the main man who's got the Fight Disciples Gorilla T-shirt on right now. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but so many people delighted with their uh, with their new purchases from the uh, from the Fight Disciples shop. Nicholas, yep. Everybody was sporting them at the weekend. If you want to uh, uh, hear our take on Darren Till versus Taron Woodley, go to our UFC show. It is the disappointing, yep. but everybody at least was kitted up looking ream. Did you wear that out on about in Dallas? Yeah, of course I did, yeah. Get it out and about. Any comments? People wanted a piece of the pie? Yeah, a lot of people were like, where'd you get the t-shirt from? And I was like, sorry, son, it's sold out. Limited edition. Exclusive. As promised, mm. limited edition. So, mm. do you? Uh, th- there's a lad that uh, listens to our podcast and he runs uh, the Orange Ape Twitter feed. Yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah, of course I have, yeah. They, they do loads. Photoshopper extraordinary. That's it. They do loads of little bits of Photoshop and stuff like that. And obviously our faces have featured on various... Uh, different things I've no doubt because we're talking about him right now we'll feature on something this week which we can yeah, retweet I hope so um, but off the back of our conversation if last so, week please make me Triple G no I'm Triple G you're Canelo no. you've got the beard right? <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, no he's going to fucking do it now isn't he I'm going to have a big ginger cat wig on or something aren't I <laughs> fucking hell Oh yeah! But what he did do, the reason why I brought him up, is that he's uh, already thrown a design suggestion towards the uh, Morris Hooker ah, Spunk T-shirt. I've seen it, yeah, they're coming soon. Oh, stain. I forgot to uh, tell you, Morris Mo, you've obviously messaged Mo from one of our social media accounts. Yeah, yeah. He's fucking messaged us back. Are you joking? Because he, was, he wasn't in Dallas, was he? No, no, because that's what uh, I was hoping to meet him in Dallas, wasn't I? Yeah. I reached out to him, and then I reached out to Matchroom. And they were trying to sort something out. And I didn't yeah, hear anything. Mate. And then obviously got swallowed up by the whole UFC thing. No. Uh, that, that I lost track of it. Well, he's messaged you back. There you go. Oh, I'll get the feed sake. on for you now. What's he say? So this is... you. Uh, look at you. Mo, we're over from the UK in Dallas all week the, uh, covering the UFC. Would it be possible to arrange a quick sit down with you in an interview, please? Champ. I love it when you do that. <laughs> I love it when you do that. You're playing on the ego. Man, I'm in Cali. I can do a phone interview if you like. I don't know if Mo speaks like that, but I just thought I'd do the accent. <laughs> I just imagined Mo with a big, like, fly guy pimp hat on there. That's it. I'm in Cali. I do a phone call if you like. I'm in California. Come and join me, man. I'm fucking everything that moves. <laughs> yeah. Born to fight and fuck. So we got him. So whenever we want to chat to him, you can nah, chat let's to him. Let's set that up. Let's set that up with Mo for a couple of weeks' time. Let's get next time we're in studio. Let's get a. We need to get. Let's get him on. A, well, on we, a what we need to do, we need to get the spunk T-shirt sorted and sent the, ne- the next legit thing, and get him to ring walk with yeah. that bad boy on, and they will go crazy. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna have to go back to Orange Ape, and we're gonna have to kind of come up with a, a new, a fresh design. Yeah. Just because I, I don't think there's a mass appeal for a T-shirt with actual spunk stains on it. <laughs> I think we're going to have to get a little bit more creative. I personally don't want to go to the pub with a T-shirt with 
overwhelming spunk stains on. No. Just in case someone thinks they're actual genuine spunk stains. So we'll come up with something. I've got I've got an idea. I yeah. sent you something, didn't I? Yeah. Which was something slightly different. Yeah, it's a good one. I might uh, I might do a collab with with Orange Ape. Yeah, it's good. Um, we could do spunk stain socks because that for the majority of teenage lads. <laughs> <laughs> That, that's where they're at, isn't it? Oh, hook a tube sock. That's it. You can train in it and you can <laughs> wank in it. Oh my god, that's genius. That's the one, isn't it? The Mo Hooker Spunk Sock. <laughs> Let's make that happen. We've got to make that happen. There you go. Orange Ape. Get socks. on get on the design sunshine. Get us a the Mo Hooker Spunk Sock. That could be the mark to play. <laughs> Perfect to training or wanking to. <laughs> the spunk sock by Mo Hooker. Oh, love it. There you go. Love it. Super Mo. Although, yeah. to be honest, Mo has obviously never spunked into a sock. No, absolutely not. Um, he prefers to, uh, you know. He just chucks it around, mate. He just chucks it around. Chucks Hence it the around. kids, yeah. That's it. Love him. Uh, Mo, I know you listen to the show. There you go, sunshine. We'll get you some spunk socks sent your way. Uh, if you can wear them while you're training, that'll be wicked just to help us yeah. with the marketing. You know what I mean? Uh, now, at the weekend, obviously, you were in Dallas. Yeah. I was in Birmingham. Yeah. Not Alabama, but Birmingham, England, in the yeah. pissing down rain, absolutely thundering it down, it were. Mate, don't even go there. Dallas. Was it shitting it down? It was flooded. Good. The fucking city was flooded. Good. It was Good. unreal. I'm glad. I'm glad you've had a miserable time. Unreal. <laughs> Um, but it was absolutely pissing down in uh, in Birmingham. Got there nice and early to watch a couple of the knocks uh, that were going on at the uh, the arena for the start. I was listening to your commentary. I was listening to. Your, I had your commentary on, and oh, yeah. listen, the zone. That's nice, yeah. Oh, the zone knocked it out the park. Were they? So the zone, because it was the first free UK first show in the UK. They were showing on the zone. Mm. Obviously, to promote the zone, they give the sh- they give the fight away for free to American audience. So as long as you're on an American IP address, yeah. you could watch, stream the fight from either the Zone's Facebook or Twitter account. Okay. So I'm sitting in my room. I've had my bath. Yeah. With your most socks on. I've got my most socks on. <laughs> I've got your commentary on my phone. I've got the Zone I'm watching the fight live. Yeah. It's fucking perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Laughing. And what a card. What, Belters. What? Mate, before we talk about Amia. Yeah, we'll save Ami till the end. Okay, let's talk about the British title fight then, because... Tommy Langford, Jason Wellborn. Oh, my God. It's outrageous. I know it was a rematch, and the first one was super close, but... And the first one was a belter, by the way. The Mate, first one was a the fight first of the one, year contender. Well, the first one is nominated for fight of the year at the Boxing Writers. It's down for British fight of the year. Fucking hell. The second one's going to be Even there better. thereabouts, yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. The second one was better than the first one. It was. Um, Jason Wellborn, for those that don't know too much about him, right... He used to just tarmac the roads and do this spare time. Yep. This is what he used to do. Now that he's decided to actually give it a go properly, fuck me, man. He's proper. He's tough. He's tough as they come. Mm-hmm. I mean, t- um, Tommy Langford can hit. He can whack. Yeah, they used yeah. to call him uh, Boom Boom Langford, didn't they? Right. But he he can really really whack, and he caught Jason Wellborn with some clean shots, and he just kept walking through him like fucking Terminator shit. Yeah. Um, and he can hit himself, as as Tommy Langford did find out being on the deck on a couple of occasions. But what I will say about Langford, what conditioning, mate. He yeah. was in unbelievable nick to recover from those heavy knockdowns, the way that he recovered so early on in the fight. Absolutely credit to him. And to get his shit together and for me then outbox Wellborn for the rest of the fight, I thought, Jesus Christ, that is outstanding. I personally had Langford winning by two. Right. Whereas, what was it? Was a, uh, I can't even, it was a split decision, wasn't it? It was a split decision, yeah. I can't even remember because I were a fuming because I thought Langford had done enough to, to win it. Um, and also, if it, they would have given him decision, I think that sets up a, uh, the rubber match, the doesn't rubber it? Match. It sets up the third one because Wellborn took 
the first thing. How did you see it on the telly? Um, did you <coughs> see it the other way? Yeah, I thought Welburn. I thought Welburn won because of the knockdowns. Yeah, and I thought he just he just finished with that. T- I thought it was close going into the last two rounds, and I thought in the championship rounds, I thought Welburn just wanted it more. He was driving okay. forward more. His tail was up, and he was like walking through shots to land his own shots. And the fight itself was an absolute belt. And as you say, it would have been perfect in hindsight if they'd had a win each because it is a brilliant trilogy. Um, They're just made for each other, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. Sometimes styles just gel, and these styles just absolutely gelled. Like I remember covering Jason Welburn when he got was getting blown away by Frankie Gavin, got blew away by Liam Smith, and then he's moved up to middleweight, and you just think. Basically, a, you know, a, a gatekeeper to title class. Mm. But, you know, these two fighters... The British champion. The title. He, he's earned it. He's earned it the hard way. And listen, there's no one in this middleweight division in the UK that's looking at him thinking, I'll take that British title easy. Because you know, you're in, no. if you want to fight him, you're in for a fucking long night. You've got to be... a hard night. Well, you've got to be an elite boxer. Like, well, to be fair, well, but I thought... Um, Langford was, yeah. like I said, I, I did give it him uh, by two rounds. I thought his rec- powers of recovery from the knockdowns were absolutely sensational. But Jason Wellborn, you're going to need something really special to take him out of there. Yeah. And you've got to have a fucking chin on you because the kid can whack. Yeah. That, it's the fact that he walks through shots to land that's his it. own big shots. That's the, that's the worrying thing if you're, if you're going to get matched against him is that you think, I'm going to hit him with the kitchen sink and he's just going to keep coming. Mm. And at some point, he's going to land on me. I say the only way to beat him, really, is to completely outbox him. And in hindsight, it looks like he was probably a little bit too light. It's funny how guys can establish themselves at a weight division, you know, and this is probably a good lesson to all young boxers out there. It's like, just because you can make the weight doesn't necessarily mean you should make the weight. Mm. And, you know, Welburn's proved here that he wasn't, he wasn't fit for welterweight, but my God, he's fit for middleweight. He's he's big, he's strong, he's aggressive. Mm. And he... More than anything, it's like at the end when he when he had the belt over his shoulder and he interviewed them both, and he was like, you know what, I did this for me, me and me, me misses and the kids, and you just think, fucking hell, mm. you know, he's going in there, he's fighting for his life, he's fighting for their future, and you can see that when he fights, mm. it's all passion, brilliant, absolutely fascinating. To be fair, the the zone commentary team. Who were just like, hey, this is for like the British middleweight title. And it's like a thing that's been going for a long time in the UK. Like they were just fucking obviously quite camp. Um, but they would even then by the end of it, were like, this is a humdinger, man. <laughs> this is like a home run <laughs> fight for Eddie Hearn. And all that it was wicked. But uh, you know, at first they were like a home run fight. Exactly. At first they were just trying to build it up like the British title. Like like the American audience needed explaining to them what yeah. a British title is. Cocker Britain, mate, that's what yeah, it is. Exactly. And they were like, you know, this guy, this Tommy Langford guy. And you know, the the commentary was a joke, but then by the end of it, as I said, they were, they were in. bang into it, yeah. They were right in. What about your boy Sam Eggington? Oh man. I was devastated. I was uh Do you know like he got involved we've told his story previously, right? And he's been on this show. He got involved in boxing because he wanted to make a few quid as a journeyman yeah. and he's exceeded his he expectations. Sacked, he? he got sacked as a forklift truck driver. Yeah. So he but walked into John Pegg's gym. He said, listen, I was a decent, you know, I, I was an half-decent amateur. I want to earn some money as a journeyman. Yeah. And John Pegg was like, all right, come back tomorrow and spar. But and after ex- that first sparring session, he said, you're not a journeyman, son. Yeah, but at the weekend, man, he fought he like a journeyman. one. He yeah. fought like a fucking journeyman. I don't, I don't know what the hell he was doing. No. Just... The guy that he was fighting against, I mean, I don't want to, you know, take too much away from uh, McKimio, who's now calling out Kelbrook, by the way. That, w- that was fucking hilarious. I'll tell you about that in a minute. But the kid had one shot. He was just whacking right hands. That's all he was doing. Yeah. And it was like he'd given up. 
Sam, he didn't want to defend himself. Maybe he took him too lightly. I don't know. He was just dangling his chin out and just taking bang after bang after bang clean. It was it was just it was a really stupid performance. Yeah, I think the same thing with Sam is. <clears throat> I think what over, always overrides me with Sam is that he's kind of like I don't I don't know whether in the back of his mind he's thinking I don't really deserve to be here. You know, I, I was supposed to be a journeyman. Mm. And then, you know, I've been European champion. I'm, I'm on these massive Well, he stepped cards. up now, isn't he? He's at 154 now, isn't he? Yeah. From, he look Because he's a big boy. You'd think he'd be a bit more natural at this weight. No. He, he, like, that performance on Saturday, that shocked me, that. Because not only did he look shot, and there's no two ways about it, he looked shot, he, look, he looked finished. But it was the way he kind of like left himself open for punishment. It yeah. was like he was putting himself out there, like I deserve to be beaten up. Like that—that that was it. And he, yeah. he had no defense. He was leaving his chin there and letting the guy tee off, and was showing no offense against it. He wasn't like, "I'll take one to catch him on the way." Yeah. In. He was like, "Go on, it is a free shot," and that that worried me because I'm like, "What? What's, what's going, going on in your head? inside your mind?" There, yeah. like, are you you know. Is there something going on at home or depression or whatever? Or you know, he just looked like someone. It, it kind of it was almost like a fucking Oliver McCall breakdown moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he just got in the ring and just it was just like, go on, you can just tee off on me, and I'm not going to do anything back. That was what was really worrying for me, and you know, and I think now it's an easy time to criticise him, and I, you know, I love and respect Tony Bellew so much, and he and he said that how it is, and I think Johnny Nelson on the commentary, uh, not that I'd seen it, but I'd seen what people were saying. Uh, I'd said similar that you know he just looks shot he's finished I just think we need to be careful what we say around him right now because that kind of performance for me just screams someone that is not in the right headspace no, right now absolutely that's not. how bad it was yeah it was, it was painful to watch man I was sat there ringside and I was thinking alright Sam here's an opportunity now do a job on this kid in, in front of your home fans yeah Birmingham it's his, it's his city of he's it had is. some wonderful nights there that wonderful night against Frankie Gavin it was sensational and he just walked out didn't do anything. No. And for two rounds, just got the shit kicked out of him. But he let it happen. He did. Yeah, it was weird to Absolutely. watch. After the win over Frankie and then the win over Paul and Malinaji, mm. that was when I was like, well, I was on the, on the show, and I was like, get him to Vegas. Yeah. Take Sam to Vegas. Take put his name now. in lights. Like, he's a fucking superstar. But he was always going to be a firework. He was never going to be here for a long time. He was only going to be here for the for a good time. Mm. And, it's, and he's... He just looks burnt out now. Mm. I think the boat has gone with He's him. He's only 24, man. He's only 24, 25 years of age, you know? It's going to be tough for him to come yeah, back from I that. I agree. Though. I agree. It's going to be tough. Um, your boy Ritson, I know he's out on October the 13th. We yeah. were having a little bit of a tune-up fight. To be fair, the Sa- Sam, that's fa- this is another thing. The fight for Sam, that was supposed to be a tune-up because he's supposed to be on the AJ undercard against Brandon Rios. Exactly. That ain't happening now. No, of course it isn't, no. Um, but Ritson, obviously, he's out on October the 13th. Yeah. Little bit of a tune-up in Birmingham. He just did what he did. And he, he brought the kid's heart, mate. He brought the kid's heart. Well, because the kid packed it in. There was no way that that fucker's injured. He just no. thought, Jesus Christ, I'm not getting it with these all night. Yeah, a bit. exactly. Yeah. It was a left to the body I finished it, wasn't it? But yeah, but he was complaining that he'd um, he'd hurt his hand, Yeah. the fighter. He didn't yeah. get up. And then he went straight to his corner saying, oh, I've hurt my hand. And I looked at him and I went, because I looked at all the replays and he didn't land anything to hurt his hand on. No. No, he just won. He just wanted out of there, and I can't blame him to be honest. Nice for Ritson, though, just to blow a little bit of cobwebs off, just to keep himself fresh, ready for October thirteenth, because that's his big one against Patera, European title, yeah, in front of his home fans. That's the big one, man. Yeah, and that ain't going four rounds either. No, Ritson's an absolute killer. Do you know what I was impressed with on the card as well? I, I know at times it was hard work, but I thought Scott Fitzgerald, 
mm. did what he needed to do. And you know what? I, I thought think... he was in a bit of bother, though, mate. He was, but you know what? That won't that won't do him any armor going into a fight with Anthony Fowler, which is obviously the fight yeah. they're all talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he'd have blew this kid away, if he'd have blew Craig Morris away inside two or three rounds and hardly got you know landed a glove on, I'd be more fearful for him because Fowler's Fowler can fucking go. Fowler mm. can go the trenches if he needs to, and I just think. Coming coming through a bit of adversity there will have will have helped that kid because he's fucking gonna face it against Anthony Fowler. Mm. So uh, I, I don't think it was that bad a performance in hindsight. Of what no, I, I, no, I don't think it was and a bad finish, performance. Fi- and it was late, but he got the finish late on. Yeah, I don't think it was a bad performance. I thought it was an okay performance. I, I thought Craig Morris he exceeded my expectations. Exp- yeah, yeah exactly. he, to the occasion. He was better than I thought he was going to be, and he was well in that fight. And I had it a little bit. I had it near enough even going into. Um, just before that, when he did get that stoppage at the end, I thought the stoppage might have... It would have been interesting to see how the judges would have seen it if it yeah, had gone yeah. the full distance, yeah. is where I was at with it. But yeah, he got the finish, and bring on the Anthony Fowler fight. It's a great fight. Absolutely. Big one, Amir Khan. I've seen it, people give him so much shit off the back of this fight, and I, I just can't... I don't get why people are giving Amir Khan so much shit. We're talking about a kid that was a silver medalist at the Olympics when he was 17 years of age. He's been a pro world champion at 140 pounds. Look at the list of... I mean, I'm not going to sit here and list them all off, but he's been in with every man and his dog, beating every man and his dog. And just because he got knocked out at middleweight against Canelo, and okay, Danny Garcia, who, by the way, is a world champion and obviously challenged for a world title again at the weekend... Peterson were his rug cheat when he beat him. And then you've got the freak incident against British Prescott. Those four incidents are defining what Amir Khan's done. It's bullshit. The guy, Amir Khan's problem is that he loves a fight. Yeah. That's his problem, which, is, which sounds stupid with him being a boxer, but he loves it too much. If he just did what he is the best in the world at, he would be able to challenge for world titles. Throwing fast combinations and get mate, out of the way. Mate, that's it. I know. He is, honestly, even at the, even, he's 31 years of age. And I know he's not as good as he was maybe five years ago. The Canelo thing's maybe taken a little bit, of that, bit out of him. But I was sat ringside watching him at the weekend. And I was like, I have never seen anything as fast as that. That it, it is just ridiculous yeah. how fast he can still... Flaring th- hand speed. But honestly, it is ridiculous. Ridiculous how fast he is. Yeah, he is. Too fast sometimes. Yeah. If he slowed down a bit, he maybe connect a bit more. Because yeah. he's so fast. But if you are fighting him, as soon as you feel the pepper pop, 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 pop on your fucking nose, throw an overarm right. Yeah. Because he just doesn't defend that, that side of his face. Because he's thrown that many punches. It's there. It's yeah. wide open every time. And if you land it just underneath his jawline and on his neck, you'll, you'll put him down. That's what yeah. happens every single time. Yeah, but how brilliant is that, though? Oh, so exciting. fan perspective. So exciting. That's why people give him shit. And it's like, oh, I'm here and there's glass jaw. Here we go again. So what? Are you, listen, it's like, it's like Gladiator. Are you not entertained? Yeah. Do you just want to see Amir Khan tune through people? Mm. Or do you want to pay your 20 quid or your 50 quid or your 150 quid to go ringside or whatever and watch a fucking rock and sock and robot where, you know, mm. both guys are going to be on the ground, but everything else. What do you want? Mm. Like, this is sports entertainment and Amir Khan is fucking Mr. Entertainment. Like, he's never in a bad fight. No, it's never dull. This is why he gets on pay-per-view so often. This is why he gets the big fights. This is what a lot of fighters don't understand, what Kel Brook doesn't seem to understand. It's like, Amir Khan is the big fish in this fight potential fight with Kel Brook because of the fact that he is so potentially, he's one punch away from getting knocked yeah, out. Yeah, you'll love this because I, uh, I spoke to Kel, obviously, at the weekend, my mate, 
And uh, and I kind of said that to him. I said, listen, Kel. Listen, Bobby. I didn't do the impression to his face, but I'm going to do it now. Okay. I, uh, <laughs> I said to his face, I said, listen, Kel, what, your inactivity might be a little bit of a, a fucker for you in this particular fight, pal. Anyway, he, he addressed those t- situations. And I said, I mean, look at the fans in here tonight. Look at how many people have turned up. He's got a, he's a superstar with that Muslim community. Absolute yeah. superstar. And he packed the gaff out. The drums were out. People absolutely idolize Amir Khan. And, I, and, uh, and Kel goes, listen, he can be the A-side because I'm going to put him on his backside. <laughs> <laughs> and I was absolutely pissing myself, which was a wonderful line. But that, it, it, the thing, all the things about Amir Khan and all the things he gets slagged off for are irrelevant to me because when you go into a sporting event, you want you want to feel something, don't you? You want to feel that excitement. Like, you go and follow your football team. You want your football team to have you on the edge of your seat. Are we going to do it today? Are we going to win the Champions League or whatever it may be? When you go to boxing, I mean, let's say Floyd Mayweather. A lot of people have got, oh, Floyd Mayweather, you can't hit him. He's this, he's that. He's absolutely outstanding. Boring as fuck, mate, to can watch. Be. Can be, yeah. Can be as boring as fuck to watch. Yep. Klitschko. Vladimir, yeah. boring as fuck to watch. Legit, unbelievable jab. One of the best you've ever seen. Yeah. Boring. Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury. Boring sometimes. <laughs> Amir Khan is never boring. Ever. Why do you think Eddie Hearn signed him? Because he knows that he's going to pack the gaff out. Yeah. And when he does make this big fight, and I genuinely think it will be Pacquiao over Brook, mm-hmm. we can have that discussion in a minute, it'll, it'll be monstrous. Yeah. Monstrous. Because you're thinking to yourself, can he do it? Can he do it, or is he going to get caught again? And that's the beauty of Amir Khan. That's why he's Mr. Entertainment, and that's why it pisses me off when people criticise him, because he's one fucking 100% value for money he proved out at the weekend, climbing up off the deck to win on points. It was just, I was in the hotel room, and I'm jumping around everywhere going, oh my God, not again, this is brilliant. Yeah. You know, and now I've seen people already going, it's Joe Goose and he's all wrong for him. I'm it's like, not. This will never change. This is Amir Khan. You can't put fucking muscles on Amir's chin. Mm. He's got, he's got, he's, he's, you know, he's light around the whiskers. So what? Yeah. Only four people have managed to beat him. You know what I mean? So he might be light around the whiskers, but tell that to the 32 guys or 33 guys that he's beat now. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, it's not it, like he's been beating bums. Exactly. He's, be, he's beating world champions, man. Exactly. So, <clears throat> listen, I, you know, from a fight fan perspective, British, obviously, the Kelbrook thing, it's been going on for so long, I would love to see that fight. But if I'm in the Amir Khan business, there's only one fight to make Manny Pacquiao. Now, and that's Manny Pacquiao in December. Mm. 100%. Mm. And that's why that was for the... Was it for the WBA interim belt in the end? Or no, it was an el- el- eliminator. It was just an eliminator, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to see that. And I've seen people go, oh, who, who really wants to see Amir fight Manny Pacquiao for some WBA regular belt? I it's do. not even the full world title. When we could get him to see Kelbrook. I'm sorry. I'd rather see Pacquiao versus uh, Khan. Yeah, I really would. I'm, I'm, I'll make a prediction now, right? I don't think we're going to see Khan and Brook ever fight. No, me too. I don't think we'll ever see it. That, it's, is, it's Ricky Hatton Junior. Witter of today. This is what's going to happen. We're going to see Pacquiao and Khan made. Brook is then going to go to America yeah. and fight. Somebody at 154, I should imagine, because I don't think he's going to come down to 147 for anybody else other than Amir Khan. Khan. I think he'll go to America and fight somebody at 154 pounds, elite level. I'm talking Jarrett Heard, Charlo, something like that. Get beat, yeah. then retire. Yeah, That's what will happen, and it just won't happen. The, yeah. the, forget it. Khan Brook ain't going to happen. No. I'm convinced it's not going to happen. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think the only way it does happen is if Pacquiao has a better option for his next fight. But I can't see he hasn't Pacquiao got one, has a better option. He hasn't got a better option. And, you know... It, 
Pacquiao was on a world tour to make as much money as possible and fighting an Errol Spence sort of fucking Terence Crawford or someone like that why does he want to do that he's just going to get ended he's yeah. just going to get ended and it's going to be in America and it's not going to be on his terms whereas he can come to the table with Sky with Matchroom and go okay put 20 million in a pot and let's make it happen yeah. and we can we can make that happen in this country because we've got Wembley or yeah. Cardiff where we can put 80,000 bums on seats mm-hmm. and they'll put you know what maybe even Kemp might even get chief support in some kind of mock up you fight the winner type thing that'll never happen but I think you're right I think absolutely Khan Pacquiao in the UK definitely going to come next do you think it will be in the UK? I think it will be, yeah. Because just uh, just w- w- looking at Eddie at the weekend and just picking up on some of the things that he was saying, I think he feels what I've just said is the way it's going to go, but he w- he seemed like there was a bit of dejection about him that he think, well, it might go to America. Because look at those two names. I mean, Amir's got massive fan base in the States. Pacquiao's yeah, yeah. got massive fan base in the States. There's a chance that it could go to the States. Yeah, of course, and then the zone. I mean, it'd be a shame. The zone will want a big fight. Of course, they will. Yeah, a big pay per view style fight, and um, you know they'll want it on American timescales rather than UK. Yeah, to try and maximise numbers. So he's probably under pressure there from the zone to yeah. do it in the US. Either way, it's definitely coming next. Mm. I'm adamant to that. I'm pretty mm. sure about that. It's going to be interesting to see how that. When, uh... when was the last time Manny fought in the US? Don't forget. Once you get on US soil, you have to wider test it. <laughs> as we know, Manny of today does not like pissing in a pot, my friend. Doesn't like he's on he's on Manny rules, isn't he? Pissing it? hot. <laughs> he's on Manny rules. So, you know, I think the fight happens in the UK because he'll train in hmm. he'll train in the Philippines and he'll fly into the UK with about ten days to go. Hmm. It's someone else's piss. Speaking of match room. Mm-hmm. Signed Big Usyk, haven't they, lad? Whilst you've been away, they've signed Big Usyk. I seen the news and was like, oh, keep your enemies close, eh? That's 100% what they're doing. Just a bit. Listen. Well, they did the same thing with, um, with was it, who did they sign? Was it Big Baby? No, they signed Luis Ortiz, oh, didn't they? Luis Ortiz. They signed Big Ortiz did, to yeah. keep him away from Kept AJ. away from AJ. And then Ortiz saw his arse, he went, why am I not getting the AJ fight? Exactly. See you in a bit, lads. Exactly. I'm going over the other way. Plus, it's it, you know, it's a, it's, a master, it's a master move by Eddie. Because yeah, it's clever. It helps him do the negotiation for Bellew, yep. he's, which is what Bellew wants. We know Bellew's retiring after the fight, regardless of win, lose, or draw. And obviously, Eddie it allows Eddie to donking the fuck out of that event. <laughs> he walks to the ring with Bellew. He leaves the ring with the champion. Yeah, he is 100% going to do that, isn't he? Of course he is. See you, Tony. It's been a top ride, mate. <laughs> We've had a right old time, Tony. Exactly. See you in a bit, son. Made you a few quid. See you, lad. I'll be in a new dressing room if you want me. <laughs> Unbelievable. Toxic. Going in with a Scouse accent, leaving with a blooming Ukrainian. <laughs> Speaking fluent Ukrainian. <laughs> All right, mate. Go on, yeah, Fast lad. Eddie. He Fast Eddie. It. He don't give a fuck, does he? Does he but it is all about keeping your enemies close because at the end of the day, Usyk's going to heavyweight. Do you want that fucking manners put on AJ from Usyk? No, you don't necessarily want that, do you? Well, listen, it makes sense from Usyk's point of view as well. You know, it makes the, t- the, the Bellew deals easy to do. Obviously, you get a, you get the, the, the zone tie-in, the Sky box office tie-in. Then your next step is clearly, you know, a Dillian White or a Chisora, mm. which immediately gets you ranked in the top 10. Mm-hmm. You know, and then on paper, it gets you closer to AJ. I think ultimately it probably won't, but... I don't, I don't think after. Eddie is going to make Usyk AJ. Well, it might happen one day, yeah. but it'll be Usyk... After Usyk leaves Eddie. He's done one, yeah. yeah. So I'll go and join fucking top rank or something like that. I'm off, son. Let's make this happen, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Usyk Bellew... Did you uh, see that our favourite sanctioning body has got involved uh, to uh, try and throw some spanners into the works? Do you know what? 
we should start doing a, a regular spot. What on? Just just on this show every week. Just the WBA just bullshit. WBA being knobheads. <laughs> WBA knobheads. Basically, if you don't know what know what's happened, um, obviously Usyk's the undisputed cruiserweight champion of the world. Bellew wants the chance to fight to become the undisputed cruiserweight champion of the world. That is it. That's the only reason he's interested in this fight. He's made his coin. He's ready to retire. But the lure of doing something that no other British man has done before. David Hay was unified, but nobody's been the undisputed from the shores in the cruiserweight division, right? So dangle that carrot in front of Bellew, he wants a piece of the pie. The WBA aren't happy with that, though, because they've got all these different champions still in the cruiserweight division. They've got the champion in recess, Dennis Lebedev, who, by the way, won at the weekend with a third-round knockout. Tremendous little effort there, Dennis. Well done, sunshine. Uh, But they've mandated uh, Dennis Lebedev and Oleksandr Usyk to fight for the full uh, WBA title. Now, Eddie, go and get your step-aside money out, sunshine. Exactly. Needs to happen, because... If Usyk, Usyk's going to fight Bellew. He wants to fight Bellew. He doesn't want Lebedev. No. In order to avoid it, there's either got to be step-aside money or he's got to vacate the belt. Yeah. If he vacates the belt, then it's not happening. Bellew wants all the belts, otherwise it's not happening. Mm -hmm. And I understand why. It's a massively risky fight for Bellew. Of course it is. Of course it is. He goes in as as the underdog. Usyk just looks absolutely incredible at cruiserweight. Yep. He's not made cruiserweight for a couple of years now. But it's got to be for all the marbles. It's a legacy fight for Bellew. That's what it is. He doesn't need the money anymore. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. The money will be nice, but he doesn't need the money. Bellew just wants the ultimate legacy fight to sign off with. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's stained if all the belts aren't in there. The fact that I because can't see the fight happening. fight and then... The records show that there was a w, the WBA belt wasn't yeah. there. It was with somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Because it will always be, oh, yeah, but you weren't undisputed. The yeah. whole point is... That's what he wants. To be undisputed. He wants to it be able happen. to say... It will happen. Eddie will make it happen. Eddie will make it happen. But if the WBA belt isn't involved, it won't happen, is my point. Yeah, but Eddie will make it happen. Lebedev will get a paycheck. And Lebedev will be told, listen, after November the 10th... All them belts are up. They're yours, son. Crack on. Do whatever you fucking want. Pick your own opponent, son. Mm-hmm. And we'll, get, we'll give you a few quid here mm. to tidy it over in the meantime. Speaking of politics, getting in the way of various uh, situations, obviously this weekend, my friend, all eyes are on Las Vegas. I know that you've been getting stuck into uh, the 24-7 TV show, which has just whetted my whistle Yep. a little bit more. Before we move on to the big one, Connor, just... Mentioned the fact that I absolutely nailed the Sean Porter fight at the weekend. Ah, oh, I knew you'd do this. I knew you'd do this. Yeah. A lot of people, do you know something? I put a poll on our uh, Twitter feed. Just pick who do you think is going to win. And uh, 60% of the people that obviously follow us on there uh, went with Danny Garcia. And I'm thinking, what are, you, what are they seeing that I'm not seeing? I'd, 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 fucking not listening to the show. Then, <laughs> been, yeah, but people have their own opinion. I mean, people are educated enough. They were, but, they were wrong, though. Yeah, I know they were wrong, right? But they were educated enough to have a look at the... If they'd have listened to the show... Look, at stop. Two in your own own. voted. Yeah, but then you would, they would have been heavily influenced by you. Yeah. So last week on the show, we had a little bit of a breakdown of the uh, Porter-Garcia uh, fight. And I both of us couldn't see... Sean Porter getting beat over 12 rounds. No. And he'd ended up turning it out like that. But a lot of people listening to the show thought that maybe through their experiences of watching Danny Garcia against Khan, and maybe they've seen Sean Porter only against Kel Brook. Maybe that's what it was. I don't know. Um, But Porter, I thought, was magnificent at the weekend. I thought he he put on a fantastic performance. Becomes the WBC champion. It's going to be interesting now to see 
where he goes and where he sits. Because for me, the other three in that division yeah. are a touch Better. above him. Yeah, a yeah. touch above him. Crawford, Spence Jr., Thurman, mm-hmm. I'd say are a touch above Porter. Yeah. That's maybe him texting me right now. Maybe so, yeah. Uh, you cheeky bastard. Yeah, you cheeky bastard. Uh, I'm, the, I'm the WBC champion. I've got the best belt of the lot. He has as well. Yeah. He's got the last laugh. Um, no, I, it was funny we were talking about headbutts. And again, there was Woo! a lot of head clashes in Loved there. It, didn't he? he loves it. It's a style thing though, isn't it? You know, I think their, their style, the mm. way they, they came together, it was always, you know, just kind of lends itself to some headbutts. But as we said, Porter likes it and can do it in the trenches, but he also was a better boxer from Garcia and that proved at the weekend. Mm. When it was weird when um when what's his name got in the ring afterwards? Earl Spence. Spence Jr., yeah. Earl Spence Jr. got in the ring afterwards because they've got a relationship. I've got a good relationship there. Earl Spence used to train with with Porter's dad or something like that. They wanted like a, a close relationship there. And it felt like when he come in, Porter was like, Oh, here he is, like, hey man, like off and I don't know whether Spence was pissed or what. When you watch it, he's kind, he's like really abrasive and quite. He looks pissed. He looks pissed to me, and he's kind of like, yeah, yeah, you and your daddy, I love your daddy, but me and you and I'll do this. And, and I was like, all right, fucking hell, Errol Spence, they're going for it. I think you're right. I think those three, on paper, you would say are better. But Porter's put himself right in the yeah, mix now, and, and there's four amazing fights now in this in this welterweight division. They they like the standout guys. Um, and, uh, you know, I'd like to see them all go at it. There's a good merry-go-round there of really good fights. Mm. We'll be interested to see how it plays out. I wonder if Kel Brooks made a phone call to Sean Porter to see if they want to do it again. Absolutely. If he hasn't, he fucking he sure should do. Should do. Because at the moment, there's no, all, he's, all he seems to be going on about is Amir Khan. Mm. And Amir Khan... This is the problem with Kel Brook, and it was the same thing... Um, same thing we had with Junior Witter. All he's talking about obsessed with Ricky Atten. Yeah, 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 all he's talking about is Amir. He's, there's fucking four belts in this weight division. Mm. There's, there's there's world champions there to pick off, mm. and now there's a rhetoric with Sean Porter. Mm. Go that way. Mm. Um, this weekend, Vegas, mate. Yeah, man. we're here, man. I was watching twenty four seven in the bath in Dallas. <laughs> With your more hooker socks on. With me more hooker did you socks go sock, on, yeah. Or did you go sockless? I had a, I had a Tony Pete style bath, so it was fucking red hot. You know, yeah. one of them where you have to lower yourself in foot through fear of getting third degree burns. Nice. And I, I sat there and watched it for 25 minutes with a... With a 25 minute bath? I had a 25 minute bath, yeah, watching it. And it was... You know my thoughts on this. If, you, if you've listened to this show before, you'll know that real men don't bath, but Nick does. Loves I it. I was absolutely... A bath on holiday. Gross. <laughs> Wasn't an holiday, I was working. You weren't. I was working. People have seen the video, mate. You weren't fucking <laughs> I was working. working. Mm. I like to, uh, the day of the fight, especially when I'm away. It's hard when you're at home because the kids and all that. But you know, if I'm away, I'm in a hotel room. You have a pre-fight routine. I have a pre-fight routine. Yeah. Hmm. So I like to get up in the morning, go down to fighters' hotel, see who's about, have a bit of breakfast with someone, get, get the lay of the land. Who's it? What are you having for your breakfast? How are you feeling? How are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A few last minute little. Have chatties. you re- have you rehydrated well? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, catch up with a few of the you know broadcast teams, see what notes they're making, have a little nosy. Yeah. And then I gravitate back to my own hotel or my room, get my stuff out, iron it, ready, bag, prepped. What's, what time of day is this? Is this early afternoon i say this is like two o'clock, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I have a, a nice red-hot bath. <laughs> In this case, watch the bit of HBO. Such a fucking melt, I know. Yeah. Watch the bit of HBO 24-7 <laughs> about this fight, and then I like to lay on the bed for about at least two hours, <laughs> air-drying. 
before I get dressed. You don't use a towel? Don't, I don't like using a towel, no, not the day of the fight. So what do you do? You like, just lie on your bed? Just until I dry. Just dry naturally. Let the air condition and dry me. Fucking weird, you man. But, uh, How the, have we ended up working together? <laughs> Fucking weird. 24-7. Mm. Listen, obviously, we're fight fans. If, you, if you're a fight fan, you fucking love 24-7 because yeah. it's amazing. Mm-hmm. But this one, if you haven't seen it yet, episode one of Canelo Triple G2 24-7 is one of the best 24-7s ever. The best bit of it for me is when, obviously, both of them are speaking in the native tongue quite mm-hmm. a lot. And when they're interviewing uh, Triple G and he's talking about respect and various things like that, and then he says something along the lines, and this isn't verbatim, but it's along the lines of this where he's saying, if you support him, you're a shit house as well. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. basically what he was saying, wasn't exactly. it? And I was like going, go on, lads. I'm on your team, Triple G. Go on, do him, son. Everyone's on Triple G's side, though, aren't they? I think so. Does anybody want Canelo to win this fight mm. outside of Canelo's camp? I don't know. Dirty, cheating bastard. <laughs> Just watch 24-7 because it gives it, it's, it's a really good account of the last 12 months. And what has gone on? Mm. It, obviously, it starts with the fact that the first fight was was basically a robbery, and then goes into the whole. Well, hang on, hang on. Tainted meat robbery. Adelaide Bird's card robbery. was bollocks. Yeah, well, Adelaide. If Adelaide she does 113, one fifteen, one thirteen. If she does one fifteen, one thirteen, though. Yeah, we're, we're, then, are we are we arguing a robbery? No, we're not. But okay. obviously, Adelaide Bird's card one eighteen, one ten is a done. fucking joke. Well, that was written. She did that, or she was encouraged to write that before the fight even happened. Because she didn't see that. That did not happen. No. In no one's mind. For either man, it didn't happen. No, it didn't. And But especially not Canelo. No, not at all. You know, there's an argument that Triple G won. There was some close rounds yet. But listen, after three or four rounds in, it's Triple G's fight. That's after, what I after that? After three or four rounds. No, I, I, th- Triple I, G's fight. I thought Canelo started really well. That's what I said. After three or four rounds, it was Triple G's fight. Oh, right. Like a meaning... You mean from. After the first three you or mean four from. Well, you after, mean from. After. From. <laughs> Whatever. So, fourth First round. three or four rounds, Canelo's in it. Right. He's winning it. Yes. Then after that, it's the Triple G show. Yeah. That's what I remember. I'll, I'll go with that. But fight. then Canelo did come on at the end. Yeah, he, come, he had a little go at the end. But yeah. by then, it was okay. fucking in the bank. Yeah, okay. I'm so with I, you. I'm with you. Because I scored it 115-113 to Triple G. But looking back at it, I can understand the 114-114 apiece. Exactly. I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have gone crazy. But obviously Adelaide Baird completely yeah, fucked it. Yeah, she's fucked it up. Yeah. Completely fucked it, which is obviously why we, we desperately need a rematch. Yeah. But in 24-7, obviously they did go over all the tainted meat stuff. And it's like Canelo's team and they're like, yeah, you know, in Mexico. Yeah, fuck off. Then meat's you're, you're injected cheat. with steroids and blah, blah. And you're like... You cheated. Mate, his training team, they're, they're like butchers. They're a family of butchers. Yeah. They know more about fucking Mexican meat than anybody. Yeah. So they also know it's the ultimate excuse that they can drop at any time. Mm-hmm. I think he's a fucking scumbag. And I think the fact that the Nevada State Athletic Commission let him off with a six-month suspension, in which time, by the way, he had knee surgery, which he needed anyway. Yeah. All this is covered in the 24-7. Yeah, now it's great. Like, you, you've done a proper job here. You haven't... You haven't skated it. Skated it. You've done a proper job. Yeah. You've told us exactly what the fuck went on. And you've let us paint a picture at the end. And clearly there's a good guy in all this and there's a bad guy in all this. And the bad guy's a ginger Mexican. <laughs> And that's it. And if you don't support Golovkin in this fight, then... You can't be a fight disciple, I don't think. Fucking, no, you're out the gang. <laughs> you're officially out the gang. You're not getting... Fucking juice head. The, the 
I lo- do you know what I love about this, right? Both of us work for major fucking media outlets in this country, and we can't say half of this shit on there. And the reason why we set this podcast up is just basically so we can start really t- saying it how we want to say it. <laughs> He's a fucking juice head. Done. <laughs> There you go. Um, I hope, I hope with all my heart that Triple G does do the business. And I hope that he does the business in in ecstatic fashion. I'll tell you what I did like as well, that uh, Triple G has put in a request that the the national anthems actually happen before the ring walks. That's basically saying, I want to get on with knocking his fucking head off. Can we just just get it done? Do you know what? I just think that for me, Canelo, if he fights the same way, he loses again. So he's got to do something different, which means he's got to be more aggressive. He's got to fight fire with fire. And if he's more aggressive, I think Triple G... Stops him. Will stop him, yeah. I think if Canelo fights the same way, he can go the distance again. Absolutely, he can go the distance again. But mm. he'll lose a lot of rounds and he'll lose the fight. Mm. I think Canelo at some stage is going to have to dig his toes into the canvas and start throwing. That's the, that's the thing, because from the first fight, I again, this didn't happen, but for me, Triple G won the fight not doing Triple G things. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? After four rounds, he's he's obviously then realised what Canelo's going to attempt to do for the majority of the fight and he's adjusted his game and gone more technical. Rather than just blood and thunder, yeah. he's gone far more technical and, he, and he's outboxed him. He's outboxed him for a large quantity of that fight, hence me scoring at 115-113. But Triple G wants war. Yeah, he, does. he wants you to come to him. Yeah. And that's why... And he'll meet you. He ain't going backwards. And he'll meet you. And that's why it's like... I've got no respect for him. He's a cheat, and anyone that supports him is a cheat. Yeah. Because he want he needs to get under Canelo's skin. He wants Canelo to come and fight this time. Yeah. Because Canelo said he was going to fight last time, and he didn't. No. He stayed on the back foot, and he tried to bo- he tried to mate. It was good. Counter box. Don't get me wrong. Mixing. He was very good at it in the, in that first four rounds. Exactly. But I think by then Golovkin sussed it out, stepped it up, and went right. Okay. Well, I, I'll I'll step on you then. Yeah. I'll outbox you then. If you want to box, let's box. And he beat him. Um, and I think this time Canelo can't do the same thing again because he lost with those tactics. Mm. So his tactics have got to change, or he'll lose again, or he'll lose for real this time. But he doesn't do that. He, he is a wonderful, wonderful counterpuncher. He's a tremendous counterpuncher, isn't he? Yeah. And look what happened when he had to force a fight, for example, against Floyd Mayweather. He got mugged, didn't he? Yeah. Absolutely mugged off. And that was a guy going backwards against him. It's going to be interesting if he has the balls to do to come forward yeah. against the guy that he knows full well ain't going to go anywhere. No. He's going to meet him right in the middle of the ring and he's going to throw as much back, if not more. But he's going to have to. I agree. He's I agree, but will he? At, at some stage... At some is, stage he has to. This is going to turn into a firefight because he's going to be behind on the cards for real. And I think the cards are going to be so scrutinised this time. There, won't, there can't be an Adelaide can't Bird be a moment. Up, because boxing can't afford there to be an Adelaide Bird moment. Because, you know... This this fight is too big, and for it to be controversial again, would be such a slight on boxing, and certainly the Nevada State Athletic Commission, mm. that it needs to be it needs to be clean this time. I think chances are it does go to goes, does go to points. Yeah, but I just can't see Canelo winning. You can't see him winning. At I all. can't see Canelo winning the fight. No. Um, the, the thing regarding the first fight is that they both took some good wax. So we know that, I mean, the, the, the punch that Canelo threw that knocked out Amir Khan, for example, yep. he threw the exact same punch. It landed clean as a whistle yep. on Triple G's noggin and he walked straight through he it. He didn't even blink. Didn't even blink. But having said that, though, 
Triple and people have argued with me. Well, Triple G threw some great shots and he caught Canelo. My argument with it is is that Canelo was always going backwards, backwards. and riding the shot. Absolutely. If that happens in a fight where he's coming Come forward, forward yeah. he will knock him out. Exactly. He so Canelo with Triple G with his best shot with Cane- with Triple G coming walking forward. on. Yeah. Let's see if Canelo can take Triple G's shots when he's going forward because mm. he will have to go forward. I truly believe at some point in this fight. Canelo's going to have to go forward. It's going to be ace, isn't it? It's going to be amazing. It's yeah. going to be and the undercard decent as well. The undercard is decent. You got uh, your boy Jaime Mungia. He's yeah. on the undercard, isn't he? Yeah, knocking dudes out for fun. He is, yeah, he is. He's, uh, you know, obviously everyone's a big fan of him now after this performance against Saddam Ali when he coming at late notice to replace mm. Liam Smith, and then un- ultimately, unfortunately, mm. uh, with his performance against Liam Smith as well, he's really shot to the shot to fame. Obviously, Golden Boy promotions are right behind him now. Uh, there's not been many. 21-year-old, six-foot fucking Mexican punches in the history of Mexican boxing. And uh, the kid looks like he's a potential superstar now. Mm. Um, he can bang, can he? And this kid, they bring in this Brandon Cook, the Canadian. Ah, it's just cannon fodder, mate. Listen, don't forget, Liam Smith was a was a mandatory, you know, and, and Liam made him work for it, even though obviously he got that knockdown on Liam mm. on way to a points victory. But this, uh, this Brandon Cook's been brought in for a reason, and that's the showboat... Um, Jamie Munguia to the Mexican audience because I think this could be for me a little bit of a, a changing of the torch yeah, yeah. from Canelo to this kid over to the Munguia. Yeah, yeah, I'd go, I'd go with that. Um, Spike's got himself a little bit of a shot this weekend. Big Spike O'Sullivan, man, against David Lemieux. I know Lemieux um, pleading that he wasn't fully fit for the Billy Joe Saunders fight. He's got a point to prove, and obviously he's going on this particular card because I've no doubt he's got ambitions of chasing down either a Triple G or a Canelo. Uh, and he's going in with Spike O'Sullivan, who's had a little bit of a resurgence of, t- yeah. of, of late since uh, Chris Eubank Jr. put manners on him. Yeah. And he's been doing all right over in the States. How do you think this is going to go? Because I haven't seen enough of Spike since that Eubank Jr. fight. Since the Eubank Jr. fight, I thought, no, nah, you're done, son. Yeah. But he's, he keeps picking up victory after victory after victory since he's moved stateside. He's won six since. Yeah, I know. You know, he's he's done well over there. He's certainly having a having a good run. And I like win. him. I like. I'd like yeah. him to win. But if the Lemieux of old rocks back up, yeah, could be interesting if he catches him. I think it's a good opportunity for Spike O'Sullivan. As you say, he's won six since, and five of those six have been inside the distance. Uh, one of which was against a scouser as well. Someone I know pretty well, Nick Quigley. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was over in Boston. So he's he's certainly got his tail up, Spike, and you know it, this is a massive opportunity for him. Lemieux isn't the fighter he once was. I, I truly don't believe that. I think since he was exposed by Billy Joe, and Billy Joe did expose him. He's Massively. completely and utterly embarrassed and outboxed him. Hmm. Uh, he's had one win since when he didn't even make weight. He failed to make weight, Lemieux. It was for some French belt or something. And uh, he won it, but um, he, he won it on points. And he won it, and as I say, he failed to make weight. He was a couple of pounds over, so he couldn't actually win the belts that were on the line. So... I don't know where Lemieux's head is right now. And obviously, they've kind of put him on here as a potential opponent for the winner, I'm sure. Mm. But he's at the back of a he's at the back of a decent list in, as far as I'm concerned. And does a win over Spike O'Sullivan mean he's worthy of a, a shot against the winner of Canelo versus Triple G? I don't think it does. No. Not even close. So, uh, I, I don't know. I think this is a good one for Spike O'Sullivan. I, I fancy Spike potentially to you know have the, the biggest win of his career here and, and turn this one on its head if Lemieux is anything but 100%. Well, Spike's after him as well, isn't he? He yeah, wants exactly. a bit of Triple G and Canelo action. Of course, action. everybody does. That's the golden ticket, isn't mm-hmm. it? Chocolatito's back as well, mate. 
Yeah. After he ran into a run for Simon, I mean, this is a guy that used to dominate the Superflies. He was absolutely outstanding, was uh, Mr. Gonzalez. And then uh, he ran into Rung Vizai. First fight, very nip and tuck. Could have gone either way, but it went Rung, Rung Vizai's way. So they got a rematch, and then there was no nip and tuck about the second fight. Rung Vizai absolutely starched him. Yeah. And it's taken him a little bit to get a bit of... Back. Yeah, yes. it's, it's getting back to being in the ring. And this is an opportunity for him to the, at the weekend to uh, start putting his name uh, back amongst those big boys because uh, Cal Yafai had a chat with him at the weekend. And uh, Cal mentioned his name a couple of times. That would be a great fight, Cal Yafai yes. and Chocolatito. Hell yeah. I think Chocolatito just needs to get a win back in the win column, though, doesn't he? Yeah. First, you know, mm. he went 46 and 0 and then lost twice to Rungvisai. So this is his first fight since then. Um, it's been a while for him. Obviously, they brought in this uh, Moses Fuentes, who has lost three of his last four. So they're setting Chocolatito up for a nice big win here, Golden Boy, mm. and to make a bit of a statement. But he's damaged goods now, isn't he? Mm. You know, he's, uh, he, that air of invincibility is gone, and it's gone in style. So the fact that he hasn't fought in so long, regardless of what he does against Fuentes at the weekend, I'd fancy, uh, I'd fancy your fight really to claim that scalp as well. Mm. How the mighty have fallen. It's mad, isn't it? Two years ago, he was, everyone's pound for pound. He was. He was mine. Mm. Yep. Um, another thing that uh, I thought I'd bring up, seeing as that you just got back in the country, and I wanted to make you feel good as well, my friend, because you did predict this a couple of weeks ago, that there would be a double header in either Glasgow or Northern Ireland, yep. which involved uh, Ryan Burnett and Josh Taylor. And it was confirmed last week, November the 3rd in Glasgow. Absolutely awesome. Awesome. We'll Some night, Super that, Series it? is flying, man. I love the fact that they've announced the dates and it's literally every week. Six back-to-back weekends it is, and they're all double-headers and all that type of stuff. Yeah. Terry Flanagan's got to travel. He's got to go to New Orleans, I yeah, think, for his fight. I've seen that, yeah. A little bit disappointing for Terry, but you know, at the end of the day, he was, you know, he's come into this as an unranked fighter, so he's going to have to do it the hard way. But you know, it was only a year ago that we were saying Terry Flanagan needs to test himself. You yeah. know, he's cruising along as WBO lightweight champion and not really engaging himself or putting bums on seats, wasn't doing anything for anybody. Obviously, he's run into Mo Hooker. Um, he's, lost, he's lost his potential fight you know, at this super lightweight belt, but he's been able to get himself into this tournament and he can silence everybody by going on a bit of a run here. He's going to have to do it the other way, though. Mm. But Josh Kelly, fuck, I wish I was up there for that. Josh, Josh Taylor, Taylor. Sorry. yeah. I wish I, was up in, uh, I wish I was up in Scotland for that. I'm going to try. You plug in. You try, plug in. I'm going to try to get Is up there any sponsors? That. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Definitely wouldn't wouldn't mind getting up for Scotland for that one. Look at you, you've got a taste of it now, haven't you? Now that you've been looked after and sent around the world, yeah? On the road, yeah. I've got my case, I'm ready. You're ready to go? Case is packed. Have microphone, we'll travel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, thank you very much for listening to us today. It's been an absolute pleasure once again. I uh, hope you've enjoyed the show. There will be uh, a radio show tomorrow. What have you got on the radio show, by the way, this week? Have you, or have you just been so darn tilled out you've not even thought about it, have you? I haven't even given a second thought. Look at you. Um, there's a little bit on our YouTube channel, by the way. We're doing a bit on Triple G and Canelo. Obviously, there'll be bits on uh, Darren Till as well. Uh, go and have a little bit of a nosy there. We're all over social media, at Fight Disciples, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can subscribe to us uh, via iTunes and our website, fightdisciples.com we'll catch you next time thank you for listening if you like what you heard subscribe via iTunes